Hey everyone and welcome to episode 7 of Ugh, What Now? So, what now? Well, today, originally, I was going to be speaking about all things The Bachelor and my love for reality TV, but I decided that I needed to be honest with you guys who are listening and uh, I just wanted to give you guys a bit of an update. So, I have really been struggling the last week or two, actually probably for a month in regards to my mental health and just how I've been feeling. And I obviously did the episode strong about being held accountable and, you know, really pushing myself to get healthy. And when I said healthy, I didn't just mean physically, I meant mentally, because I think for me, my mental health is the most important part of who I am because of my family's history with mental health. Now, I am going to be really honest here in regards to my mental health battle. So there are days where I want to run away from my life and it's, I don't know where I would go, but I want to run away. Now, just to give you guys a little bit of a background of my life. um, So my mum left when I was quite young. So I think I was like five or six, maybe. Uh, Now, when I say left, my uh, mum left my dad for someone else. So it wasn't like she just got up and left and never saw her again. Um, but my dad had custody of us and we would see my mum every second weekend or, you know, during school holidays, we would stay for longer periods. Um, now I didn't have that, um, female kind of role model in my life, uh, so to speak. So I grew up with my dad. So I don't have that close relationship with my mum. It's, you know, like my mum has only seen Tegan a handful of times. Um, So it's, my family is a little bit of a weird dynamic. So my dad lives with us. My mum lives about an hour and 10 minutes away from us, but we don't really see each other and we don't even really speak. So um, my mum had two children after she left my dad and um, they're my two young brothers. Now they're my half brothers, but I always just refer to them as my brothers because, you know, I absolutely love them to death. Now my mum has been a fantastic mum to my brothers absolutely fantastic um she's looked after them she's raised them to be beautiful young men um in saying that I don't have that mother-daughter relationship with my mum now the reality is because my mum left so young I don't know my mum very well. So I don't have memories of 
my mum playing with us. I have memories of my dad playing with us. I have memories of, you know, backyard cricket and playing at the, you know, we had a family farm. I have a memory of, you know, going swimming in the dams with my dad and my dad lunging the horses and, you know, going to the races with my dad and my uncle because my uncle raced horses. And I have all these memories, but I don't have those memories with my mum. I don't know, you know, stories of my mum's childhood and, you know, when she was in her early 20s or, you know, things that she's experienced through her life. I don't know those stories. I know those stories with my dad, but I don't know those stories of my mum. So I just kind of wanted to explain a bit more like about the family dynamic because that does, you know, also encompass a lot to do with my mental health. So I like I was saying before, I sometimes really just want to run away from it all. I've also always been one of those people that um, buries their head in the sand and I just think, you know, if I do it, if I do it long enough, it'll go away. And I've done that in relationships, uh, in, you know, with my family. I avoid having conversations with my family and experience expressing my emotions. I do it with Adam too. Uh, I don't know how to stand up for myself and I don't, I let it all build up and I hide from it. And then I go through this really bad stage where I just, (sighs) lose control of my emotions. Now, over the last couple of weeks, it's gotten quite bad that Adam and I have spoken about me doing a inpatient mental health rehab sort of thing. So it would go for three weeks. So I would have to take time off work. Um, You know, I would be there every night for roughly three weeks. So that would mean three weeks of you know, not being able to put tea into bed because, you know, I would be there and she would only be able to come and visit with Adam. Now, I, we have really been speaking about this, but there's also a lot of things that we have to take into consideration. So it's not, um, it's not through the public health system. So it would be paid for by us. So that's a lot, uh, of money uh, because it's a lot of money to lose as well because I wouldn't be working. So, um, and then also there's a lot of guilt on my part for if I did it, I would be leaving Tegan. And um, I, that really, the thought of that kind of really upsets me. Uh, I think also, you know, with my mum having left when I was so young, I, that also comes into this whole emotion of leaving. And um, I suppose I my big fear is that uh, Tegan will forget me in those three weeks. And I know that's unrealistic, but, um, you know, that's part of mum guilt. The reason 
really why Adam and I have been speaking about um, me doing the inpatient stay is I, like I said, I have these really bad waves of emotions and anxiety and depression and wanting to run away. But one of the biggest challenges that I have is not putting myself first. I have guilt about everything, whether that's, you know, spending money on myself rather than on somebody else. Um, I don't like to say no to people. I don't like to stand up for myself. And also I don't ever have any alone, alone time. I don't have any me time. Now I go from, this is my day. Okay. So I get up in the morning, I get Tegan ready for school. So I'm with Tegan all morning. Then we get on the bus. So I'm around people, get off at, you know, near her daycare, take her to daycare. Then I get on the bus from Tegan's daycare to work. I'm at work. I then come home and I'm with Adam and Tegan and then my dad gets home and I'm with the people or with somebody 24-7. I don't get a break from people. And I used to get a break before I became a mum. I would get alone time. I would get time to think about other things other than what are we going to do for dinner? Tegan needs to have a bath. Tegan needs this. Oh, okay. Um, you know, none of Tegan's jumpers fit her up. We need to go and get her jumpers. Oh, we've run out of nappies. Oh, we need to go and get baby wipes. We need milk. My mind is just never on me. Never. I don't ever think about myself. I There are days where I won't shower for three days because I'm so focused on what everybody else needs. And this just isn't even Tegan. This is Tegan, my, you know, Adam, my dad, my family. Now, I over the last week, I have really reflected on this because I have to start, you know, working on myself. I, I've cried so many times today already that it's, it's not normal. Um, now I need to figure out how to control my emotions. Now I had a conversation with a colleague on Friday, on a Thursday, sorry, um, who I spoke to her and I really opened up to her about how I was feeling and she gave me a number for um, a lady that really helped her when she was going through her um, issues and she's a therapist. So I've contacted this therapist and I'm hoping that she'll get back to me um, soon and, you know, I can have an appointment. Um, But in the meantime, I wanted to speak about the fact that I don't get any alone time. Now, I really, like I said, before I had Tegan, I used to have 
alone time. And when I mean alone time, I mean just me by myself, watching TV, having a shower, um, not having to think about somebody else constantly. And I think that's also why I'm waking up in like during the night is because I'm still thinking about in my sleep, I think I'm still thinking about Tegan, Adam, my family, work. I know I woke up the other night thinking about work and it was like two o'clock in the morning, um, which just isn't healthy. Um, And I know that, you know, it happens for a lot of people who are really busy in their lives. But for mums in particular, I think it's a real struggle because there is no balance. And if you figure out the balance, please let me know because I don't think, and I'm probably going to, you know, upset people when I say this, but I genuinely don't think that a man's life changes as much as a woman's when they become a parent. Now, I I have brought this up with Adam before and I you know, my, Tegan constantly, Tegan is demanding. She's a two-year-old, so, well, she's two in October, so she is demanding, and I understand that, but I, I need a break. My mind and body are shouting out for a break, and, you know, I, don't know what to do. Uh, I'm racked with guilt. I um, I feel horrible for saying things. I, you know, I never straighten my hair anymore. I never put makeup on. I, like I said, some some days I don't shower because I'm so preoccupied with ensuring that everybody else is fine. I don't actually know the last time I got my eyebrows waxed. That is how preoccupied my mind is with everybody else. So I called my sister the other day and I, I'm not going to lie, I was bitching about Adam and I don't ever talk about mine and Adam's relationship because it's our relationship and I don't ever want anybody's opinion of Adam to be uh, changed or warped because they've only heard one side of the story. So, baby, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I did bitch about you. So I called my sister and I was bitching about Adam because I just – I'd had enough and I, you know, I just needed somebody to talk to who wasn't Adam because I felt like I couldn't talk to him. So I spoke to my sister and I was just telling her how frustrated I was and how upset I was and how, you know, 
I because I am very much like, oh, it's just easier if I do it, I resent Adam because I think he doesn't help. And um, so I was talking to my sister and I vented and then I got off the phone to her and then she called me a couple of hours later and um, she said to me that she, I didn't realise but her partner had been there when I had called her so he had got the gist of what we were talking about and when she called me back she said oh that her her and her partner had been talking about it and they own a property about 30 minutes inland from Coffs Harbour if you're listening overseas um you can look up Coffs Harbour and um they have a property in Yulong which is like I said, about 30 minutes um, away from Coffs Harbour. And she said that he had said to her one weekend we'll go and pick up Steph and we'll take her up to Coffs Harbour. He said that he he will stay at their house and my sister and I can stay in Coffs Harbour and get a hotel and, you know, just relax because obviously... I need it. I burst into tears because I'm going to get emotional here and it's because for once somebody put me first and that doesn't happen very often in my world because I don't let people do it because I always put everybody else first and to have that to to have somebody do that was really amazing and it gets really tough and really lonely even though I have this beautiful family it does get tough and lonely And so, like I said, for somebody just to put me first, it was really amazing. Now, I also have this amazing group of girlfriends who I have known since I was 12. And, I mean, uh, one of the girls, Mel, I've known since we were in preschool. So since we were three or four, I think. Now, I we have this big Facebook group chat, you know, there's like 20 of us in the group and I just said to them, I need a weekend away, who wants to join me? And a lot of the girls put their hands up um, but, you know, they're mums and they've got work and, you know, they're a lot of them in, are in the same boat as me. Um, and so there's only a couple of us going. But I know I spoke previously about wanting alone time, but these girls have known me so long that I feel like me when I'm with them and they have loved me through every single stage and not judged me 
and supported me and picked me up when I've made really stupid mistakes or when relationships haven't worked. And like I said, I know that I spoke about wanting alone time, but for me, going away with the girls is alone time because I am not going to feel bad about putting myself first. And we're only going like an hour and a half away from, you know, our partners and kids. But we don't have to change a nappy or think about bath time or making sure that, you know, everybody's got dinner and what's everybody going to eat tonight, you know, you know, who doesn't like spice? Who likes spice? Who doesn't like tomatoes? Who likes tomatoes? It's just, it's just going to be easy and relaxing. And to the beautiful girls that are coming, I'm so thankful to have you. And to all the, all of my other friends who couldn't make it, I I love you guys immensely. So the purpose of this podcast was to really give you an update on where I'm at and I will keep you guys posted about possibly doing the inpatient stay. But to everybody, every mum, every person that is listening, I... It's so hard to give you advice when I myself am struggling. But I really want to change for myself, change for my family and change so I can help somebody else change. Now, I Adam and I eventually want to have a second baby. And you know what? My mental health is deteriorating the chances of that happening. And Adam has openly said that he, that I need to be better before he'll consider having a second baby and I completely understand that because it wouldn't be fair to have a second child with me feeling like this because I I don't think I would be able to cope. So I need to remember why I am so lucky to have what I have and I need to stop running away and stop burying my head. I need to own my shit. I need to start having awkward conversations. I probably need to talk to my mum and to, I think I need to get to know my mum to understand why things are the way they are. 
I think I need to have a honest and open conversation with everybody. I need to go and see this therapist and I need to continue if I don't like her I need to find somebody that I'm comfortable with because that's one thing that if you've ever had to see a therapist or any sort of doctor it is quite difficult to find somebody that you feel comfortable with so I'm going to hopefully get an appointment with this therapist and hopefully I, you know, do what I'm talking about right now. Um, Also with COVID, it has, I mean, COVID has been tough for everyone. Uh, Very, very tough. But, you know, with COVID, if Tegan had a sniffle, daycare wouldn't take her uh and you know rightly so but um you know if Tegan was sick I had to you know take time off work until she got a a COVID result you know and then I had to go to the doctor to get a clearance certificate and kind of all of these things which is really stressful and work has been fucking tough I I have really poor concentration I went through a stage where I was not sleeping at all I you know I also have epilepsy as well so if I'm not sleeping my epilepsy is really um triggered by lack of sleep so lack and lack of sleep and depression and anxiety and stress really kind of trigger my um my epilepsy I haven't had a seizure I've I've been really lucky but um I don't want to start having seizures again my one of my biggest fears is Tegan seeing me have a seizure or me holding Tegan and having a seizure so I just wanted to keep you guys updated and like I said the content that I put out I want to be honest I want the content to be truthful and honest and that even includes me telling you how shit I am feeling I want to be happy and I look at my life and I know that I should be happy and I know that and I know that there are plenty of people out there who feel the same as me, that you know that you should be happy, but there's just something stopping you. And my journey, oh, I hate that word, but my goal, I should say, is to figure out what it is that's stopping me from being happy, whether it's me or something in my life that is stopping me from being happy, whether it's I need to, you know, whether it's this house that we're living in, you know, whether I need a change of scenery, whether just something, but I need to figure that out. Um, 
And like I said in the strong episode, I'm not concentrating on my weight. Um, I'm concentrating on being healthy. So I'm really hoping that um, in the next couple of months as I do these updates, I have made some changes and that I can be a more positive influence on other people and that I start to find my happiness. And whether that means that I may take a week off from, you know, releasing an episode, then that's what I'm going to do. So uh, love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you come on this quest. I don't know. I don't want to say journey because it's just, it's so cliche. But um, I just really hope that I can, with helping myself, I can help someone else because there are days where I feel like I'm not making a difference and I hope that I can. So thank you guys so much for listening and to everybody who is listening overseas, thank you so much for your support and to all my friends and family, you guys are the greatest. Uh, To my work colleague who I spoke to on Thursday, I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, I know you've had the shits with me, but I also know that you'll always have my back and have a good week. Bye.